1: I had to create a visual form which was so captivating and still had a dark halo around it.
0: That was artist EJ. I'm Jeremy Goodwin and this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. I am coming to you right now from my home studio in downtown St. Louis which means I am standing slightly crouched over in my closet. This cut and paste is a bit delayed, uh, but we are committed to continuing every month with a look at people doing interesting things in the world of the arts in and around St. Louis, even amid all the restrictions that govern everyday life right now. And so cut and paste is going to sound a little different for a while. Uh, you know where i'm standing right now and the interview you're about to hear was recorded over the internet instead of in studio so it, it just sounds a bit different but let's talk about Mej. she is a native of india she came to the us in 2013 to get her master's degree at washington university she's worked as an artist and a teacher since then uh, she is a multimedia artist but a lot of her signature works are sculptural pieces made from recycled textiles and other objects now the thing that caught her eye right now is a daily portrait series she's been composing since january 1st each evening she posts a new piece to her instagram feed it could be a sculptural piece a drawing one looks like a ready-made an item she i guess found somewhere that just seemed perfect that day they are a collaboration with her husband jay su shiel each piece is her interpretation of how he is feeling that day Without explaining it, she shows each piece to him, he looks at it, and he writes a short bit of text to accompany it. When she started the series, she, of course, didn't know about the coronavirus pandemic coming around the corner, so he asked me, Jay, how all of this craziness has made its way into her work.
1: And I'm just responding to everyday event that's happening. So I'm kind of challenging myself to look at the same crisis for different material and different
0: Tell me a bit about how you're using the word portrait in this context, because it's not what people think of when they hear that.
1: I see portrait more as reflections of person's mood, a person's
0: uh,
1: traits, the emotions. In this case, I am looking at my uh, partner, and the way he's responding to this crisis is a mix of uh, a family man. And a journalist, so he's responding to it in object in a very distanced manner, but at the same time, he his panic is very real because our child is very young, and being immigrant, being uh, an outsider in St. Louis, it is kind of a a not a very comforting situation uh, for us. And to to capture the panic, to capture the fidgeting nature that he's developed because of the on-grown numbers of deaths and infections and the way it is spreading.
0: So might we think of it as a, a portrait of maybe even your, your mind frame in a certain day or, or your point of view on a certain day, What's what's going through your head?
1: Yes, it is my reaction to that particular day. It is rather... My understanding of my partner's reaction to the ongoing panic and endemic i'm looking at, looking at him every day i'm analyzing his behavior every day and in the front the the written note that goes with the portrait is his analysis of my analysis of his reaction to the current happenings. Ah. Now, do you see that it's slightly so how we are distancing, how we are moving from one level to another. And I guess reality is this complex. There is nothing very direct. There is nothing very straightforward, right on your face, all clear. It is actually the filtered understanding of everything. And I'm trying to capture that several levels and layers of information, uh, perception of reality through the various uh, levels of reflections in my portrait series.
0: Looking at the last week or so or more, uh, you know, I I never ask an artist to decode her work and we don't don't want an answer key from artists whose work moves us. We we want to engage with it uh, and see what it says to us personally. But I think I see some more, you know, some explicit references to what it's like being stuck inside. Um, what it's like being afraid of rapidly escalating totals of case numbers and deaths that we see on the news. Um, mm-hmm. the, difficult, the difficulty getting a good night's sleep. Um, mm-hmm. And we see that one of the pieces that, that really moves me is the one from March 26th. It's a, I'm not sure what the medium is. I think it's a drawing of what looks like probably two trees that are separate from each other. Do you know, do you know the piece I mean?
1: So, uh, yeah. Uh, in here, I don't know if you can see it clearly. There are two handprints.
0: Oh, I did not. I did not pick up on that.
1: Okay. Yeah, this is a very subtle piece. This whole day was very intense for me. If you see it very very closely, there is actually a handprint, uh, and I was trying to capture the handprint on the window. The, the blurred vision you can see is kind of like blurred. The blurriness is to capture the fog mind. And my husband for two days had not left his house completely. He kind of felt stuck inside and that was manifesting itself in his physical uh, external world where he, was, he would go to the window, stand there with his hands leaning on the window Uh, glass for a long long time and just leave and every time i saw him there and he moved away from the window and he left behind a moist handprint of himself on the window and I, i could just feel that suffocation that he was uh going through how helpless he felt as the head of the family and as somebody who is extremely social in nature I had to capture that intense yet such blurred flow of emotion and that mental state. Hence, I created this. Uh, it's actually chalk on paper, could just smudge it with my hand. And I placed his hand on the sheet and sprayed it to create that handprint. So, technically, the absence of hand on that sheet.
0: Mm. What I what I get looking at it is, uh, th- there, it's not a strictly literal figurative representation, but you mm-hmm. know, there's two forms that suggest to me a tree, uh, and and it's and but they're clearly separated from each other. They're almost they're in a similar space but not connected. And right. the, the text that, that accompanies it I find very moving. I understand that um, that your partner wrote it, but would you, would you read that out loud?
1: I wanted to touch you. Then I waited for God knows what. Then a barricade came. Now I am
0: waiting. That is artist Mijay. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, and we will be right back. If you have a smart speaker, you have access to the entire world of NPR and St. Louis Public Radio. All the latest news and all the captivating stories. Activate our voices with yours by telling your smart speaker to play St. Louis Public Radio. Welcome back to Cut and Paste. I'm your host, Jeremy Goodwin. And let's just go right back to my conversation with artist, Mee Jay because your work is so multidisciplinary and you, you use such a variety of media I'd like to bring up a, a piece that is, is more of a, a sculptural piece I think uh, mm-hmm. March March 29th mm-hmm. when we look at it its looks like this may be two different physical pieces I'm not sure if that's clay or some something that you rendered and uh, it, it suggests probably eyes and mm-hmm. uh, and he picked up on the mask element of it. Is, is there anything you could tell me about maybe just actually what physically what that piece is and how you made it?
1: I walk around scavenging material in my own house, to create a portrait. And we have been talking COVID virus. And I guess I have read too much about it. And I had to bring that fear into a physical form. So <laughs> the the thing that you're looking at is actually um uh, bra pad. And I have placed it because it's, it's a kind of a con, convex, because I've inverted it. And um, it's kind of like a mound. And then I cut out the eyes. I, I had to create a visual form of this uh, COVID-19 that had kind of enchanted everybody. And still it is so, it, it is a threat I had to create a visual form which was so captivating and still had a dark halo around it because the eyes are cut down in a way like those uh, dancer masks. It kind of tells that, uh, that's why I guess the text says, a calamity removes many masks, even if a calamity is avoided by a mask.
0: I think one of the fascinating things um, outside of the, the work on its, in its own right as, as discrete pieces and as a series is the fact that this is also a kind of a daily diary that you began probably before quite seeing what was around the corner. And, and as we go through the pieces day to day, we can see the, the new reality we're dealing with make its way into the work. Right. Right. This
1: definitely is a diary in the visual form. Words elude me. There are times when I sit down to write how I feel and I end up doodling. It's hard for me to bring words out for expressing what's happening around. And I'm glad I continue doing it regardless of all the panic that I experienced because I realize now that this is my survival mechanism. This one thing keeps me going through the day Because I I force myself to come up with a visual form. And at night, when I post it, it seems like, wow, I spent the whole day without uh, dying or suffocating or succumbing to the kind of panic and pressure that is around me. I think this is one thing that's keeping me going, regardless of all uh, major setbacks that I am suffering personally and financially and in terms of the whole emotional uh, upheaval that that this COVID-19 has brought out.
0: That was me, Jay. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. And this has been Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. It's produced with help from our executive editor, Shulin Newman. Our intro and outro music is by Eric Hall. You can find Cut and Paste at stlpublicradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts.